doing today? It's a pretty chill weekend. Uh, Sadly, Suzanne is not going to be joining us for this episode since she had to go back to California. And you know, our last few days here, we were very busy going out, shopping, spending time with the family. So didn't really have time to get her into Southern Charm and I didn't really want to bother her with it. So it's going to be solo recap. It was the finale. So I'm excited for that. I went to the gym today, so I feel amazing, actually, but what else? Oh, I'm going out tonight with my friend before she goes back to her college town. She's getting her master's. We love that for her, but yeah, I would say updates, but there isn't really updates other than just constantly going out and eating with the family. Went to Mexican Sugar. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but we have it here in Texas. It's very nice. Mexican food place obviously if that wasn't obvious from the name of the restaurant and then yesterday we went to Afra this Mediterranean place very good um actually no not my favorite but you know there's better Middle Eastern places like Damascus Damascus is a really good franchise if you haven't tried it yet I definitely recommend going there but you know what I've noticed shawarma just doesn't taste the same in America I don't like it it doesn't matter if it's made from home or made from the best Mediterranean place it's it's garbage here okay once you have it over there you just can't eat it here and it really sucks because you know shawarma is like everyone's I guess burger here in America or their hot dog or whatever it is and I just feel like I'm not really getting that fulfillment with my chicken sandwich and I think it's what garlic mayonnaise or whatever I don't know I'm just talking right now about nothing but anyways let's get into the southern charm episode it's season 9 episode 15 beyond the valley of southern dolls um Okay, so I hate to say this because Southern Charm is one of my favorite Bravo shows, but this one was a very boring finale. They really made it seem like it was going to be good, but the whole first like 25 minutes was filler. And then the end of it, it's not that it wasn't filler. It's just, it's I didn't get what I wanted. Like the Shep and Taylor conversation, the Austin and Olivia conversation, and then the JT and Austin fight. Why did producers cut that fight up? You could, I, I literally, they were showing the camera guys were in there as they were cutting up the stuff. So they obviously have the full footage. Why wouldn't they show the entirety of the fight? How did Austin's shirt get unbuttoned and opened up? How did this happen? Because JT didn't seem like he was getting all like grabby with him, I guess. He was just headbutting him. But we'll get there when we get there. So it starts out, we see Austin making a smoothie. Taylor tosses an ice cube at her dog, which I didn't think dogs cared for ice cubes I don't have a dog so no one come at me for this so I didn't really know um and then we see Shep feeding his dog while he makes himself a sandwich and then he facetimes Whitney to talk about Whitney's soiree party at his cottage and then we see Whitney's actually calling everyone and he's explaining to them the theme of softcore movies for the party and Austin says that he will be sure to google the meaning of this theme I'm glad Austin actually was the only one who said he'll look it up because he was very apparent uh with not understanding this entire theme of like okay if you're not Whitney or Shep's age I don't think you're really gonna understand what this meant but hey I think everyone got a good grasp of the concept of this so they did pretty well with it but we see Olivia's meeting Leva for lunch and Leva was seated on this like not Leva Olivia was seated on this really low chair which is kind of funny considering she's very tall so that chair actually made her look very short I don't know why they would put chairs like that on a tall table But I'd rather watch paint dry, to be honest, guys. 
than C-Leva on my screens. She just, she isn't authentic to me. She seems very uncomfortable on the camera. And it's like she doesn't want to be there. So why are you there? Even on Southern Hospitality, she seems like she just doesn't want to be on camera. Or she doesn't know how to act on camera. Like she's very stiff in a way. But Olivia tells Leva that she feels Austin says the things that she wants to hear and he knows the right words to say even if he doesn't mean it. So that's what frustrates her about him. And I completely understand that. I mean, when you feel like you're really interested in someone and everything they're spewing at you is just things that you know, oh, I've wanted to hear that. Oh, he knows I like this saying. Oh, he knows. Like, I would just feel like nothing is genuine at that point. I wouldn't trust their actions. I wouldn't trust their words. Nothing at this point would make me change my mind about that person. That would be a scary person to me because that means they're able to convince you to do anything because they just know what it is that you want from them that's why they always say never tell a guy what it is that you want like you know if you go and you're trying to meet someone or you're trying to like find your potential if they ask you what are you looking for in a man do not answer it because when you answer it you're giving the man the answer to what it is you want from him and then if he wants to play you he will do all those things make you think he's the guy that you want get what he wants out of you and then who's the loser now the girl so yeah never tell him let him always exploit himself and say what he wants but girlfriend don't do it stand your ground and uh yeah i mean coming from the girl who is always single in a homebody and keeping to myself (laughs) but i digress it's not about me it's not about me i always want the world to revolve around me but Leva says in her confessional that Olivia is very fragile right now. So Austin needs to be more aware of his actions and what he does, which is messing with Olivia's feelings because they feel that Austin is intentionally using the reasoning of Olivia's brother's death to get close to her. Um, And he is definitely using that for his advantage. But Leva tells Olivia that she's giving Austin more power than he has over her. And Olivia thought that she had clear boundaries with Austin. But clearly the lines have been blurred. Because, you know, she's cold with him one day and then the next she's not. So also Olivia kind of needs to figure out. You either go completely cold and cut him off. Or you continue living in this state of confusion. And I don't know if any girl wants to be in that situation. I mean, I would rather save my mental state and how I'm feeling for someone who actually wants to take care of those feelings. Not someone who's going to abuse them or, you know, just make me feel anxious all the time. Because I know I am the type when I feel like if someone's not into me or if I'm constantly in that state of wondering what they want from me... I don't eat. I'm always anxious. I can't focus on what it is I want to do. So I'd rather just be that person that's really straight up in the beginning and be like, what do you want from me? I don't care how soon that seems, but a real guy is not going to be terrified from that. Okay. All right. But we see in this next scene, I don't know, guys, like something about Rod and JT scenes. I can't. I'm not into it. But JT seems to already be dressed for his attire for Whitney's party. So it makes me feel like, I don't know, is this the same day as Whitney's party? Like, I feel like this entire scene's on this finale were like the last two days of filming not even a week or anything between the times but um so I don't know JT's hair is all down like Justin Bieber but it's kind of like loser Justin Bieber I don't really like it and he says he's going for an England 60s mod look what does that mean am I should I have looked this up before making or talking on this podcast I think I should have you know what where's my phone let's see we're gonna look this up together England England 60s mod look England let's see if uh what pops up is what JT looks like okay oh I see now 
Okay, but, oh, no, some other hairs are, oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah, guys, JT did it. He actually was able to make this happen. Good for him, but still, it just doesn't work for his look. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. I just, I really needed to know what this meant. I didn't want to feel like an idiot speaking about not knowing it and then people being like, uh, you could have Googled it before doing your podcast. So, okay, I got it. I Googled it. We're good. But, okay, so Rod is extremely stiff on camera. This man is more uncomfortable on camera than Leva is. The two freaking Persians on there. I love my Persian people. Why? Why did they not have to be camera ready or they're, they're just not made for TV? I think that's what it is. But, Anyways, I feel like Rod is just the complete opposite of JT to where JT's ready to be on TV. He's ready to make scenes. He's ready to make an appearance and have a moment, whereas Rod isn't and doesn't know how to. And I don't know. I feel like Rod does see the childishness in JT because in real life, I don't see Rod being friends with someone like JT. I see him being friends with boring finance bros. That's Those are the types of men that Rod hangs out with. But then JT makes Rod act like a therapist and JT gets all theatrical as usual and he tells Rod about his feelings for Taylor. And for some reason, Rod makes JT feel so confident about it and gives him the green light as if Taylor likes JT back. Where is this coming from? Why is he giving him so much confidence to... Sorry, I think I moved my microphone away. But why is he giving him so much confidence to, um, like, to go for Taylor? A good friend wouldn't do that to their own friend. They would sit their friend down and be like bro she's out of your league or not even that if you want to be nice just tell her I don't think she's that interested or I think she's she's into mean mean guys I don't know that's that's what I would do I guess but JT thinks that because he and Taylor laugh a lot apparently it means that they can overcome a lot and JT tells Rod that he wants to tell Taylor about his feelings and Rod tells him to do so but questions if it'll change the dynamic between him and Taylor which it obviously will I mean Taylor's now dating the guy from Southern Hospitality's roommate what's his name I forgot his name but JT says that he won't acknowledge Austin or Taylor and oh, he won't acknowledge Austin and he's not going to tell Taylor how he feels which he ends up doing both of those things so I don't know why he's contradicting himself. But JT says that Austin is a self-serving, insecure coward. And he isn't wrong. But I think what he is wrong in is that I do not believe Austin is insecure. I actually think the opposite. I think Austin is extremely cocky and so conceited that he thinks he's the top man of Charleston. Okay? Other than like when he's around Chup and Craig. I feel like Craig makes him feel insecure. But we see Madison getting ready. She's doing her hair and her husband comes in with, uh, I think, champagne and they cheers together and then he wants Madison to do his hair. So she starts blow drying it and he tells her to like chill out with it because he still wants it to be a little curly. And they talk about how they're trying to have a baby soon. And coincidentally, after Madison says that, she goes into the bathroom to throw up. Um, I felt like it wasn't real throw up. But then when she says that she actually took her vitamins on an empty stomach, that I understand because that's happened to me so many times. But now it makes me feel like she kind of maybe did that on purpose so that by the time she was on camera, she would feel the nos nausea feeling and she could keep up the storyline of wanting a baby. Because till now, guys, Madison isn't pregnant, right? So, I mean, this was a storyline. I think or maybe it's just taking her a while to get pregnant honestly I don't want to judge for that because I really like Madison and I don't want to judge when she wants to have a child I don't think any woman should judge one another when they're gonna have a baby we have a lot of fertility issues around here in the world with all the foods that or the chemicals that they put in the foods a lot of girls are having trouble having children nowadays but we see Patricia in her house and apparently Patricia's in a wheelchair now uh, for her back pain, which I was really shocked by. And she has this healthcare professional who apparently also does skincare, eyeliner, and blush. 
well, how did she find that? How did she find a man who can do all of these? But okay, why does Patricia only hire men? Have you guys noticed she only likes to hire men? I mean, even her healthcare provider, she made him be a man. Personally, I like inviting, I like going to a woman when it comes to a health professional, not in the, like in an aspect, for example, for a woman or whatever. But in general, I like to go for a man because I feel like they're, you know, just more comfortable, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into that, but I don't know. I just, uh, Patricia's only hiring men. Her butler, now her healthcare professional, I don't know if she's, like, is a butler like a maid? Do they do the cleaning and stuff too? Or do they just give you what you want? But I don't know. Made me feel like Patricia isn't really a girl's girl. But then the healthcare guy goes to Whitney and tells him that her mom, his mom wants Peaches, the dog. So Whitney tries to get her. He goes downstairs to get the dogs. The dogs are all running around the kitchen. And Peaches is not listening to Whitney. It kind of seems like they don't really train their dogs. So then it's, I feel like Whitney ended up grabbing another dog for his mom. And he goes to his mom's room and they discuss the party uh, that he's getting ready to christen it. Um, and it's the theme is like beyond the Valley of the Dolls from the 60s. It's I think this movie or show. Um, and his mom says like she asks Whitney if he invited any young ladies. And he says that he can't rush things. But it came out that Whitney's actually three years older than Sutton. He's what 53 or something or 55. So it feels like Sutton has actually lived more of a life than Whitney has. Whitney hasn't really accomplished anything anything oh my god oh my god oh my god guys I just spilled my water oh my god I thought my lid was on my water bottle and I was playing with it and oh my god the entire thing just spilled what kind of podcast episode is this okay sorry guys just needed to make sure it didn't come on my cords okay now we're all good sorry I feel like I've been getting distracted this entire episode that's how this episode's going a distraction uh Patricia gets sad because she just she doesn't want Whitney to be alone I really felt this I mean she she wants to die knowing that Whitney's safe with another woman and has children and has someone to look after him because his father had passed away so I think it's really cute and obviously Patricia wants some grandchildren so she only has one boy I wouldn't blame her for wanting grandchildren I feel like people when they have kids they're waiting for like the future kids where you know they want to see the children that they that they wish they would have raised a little better or something, or they get to have fun with the kids because they were too busy raising their children and being disciplinary parents. Does that make sense? Um, but now we see everyone getting ready for the party. Paige is doing her makeup. Vanita's getting ready with her boyfriend. Uh, Shep is getting ready and talking to his dog, which I believe his dog will be shipped back to his parents' home when they're done filming because Shep just likes to travel the world and he obviously doesn't bring little Craig with him. But Whitney's house being prepared is being prepared for the party and he seems to have bartenders and whatnot, which I point this out because when the party actually begins and it's raining, it feels like there aren't any bartenders. Was I not paying attention? I mean, I watched the episode two times, but I felt like there weren't any bartenders in it. I felt like I only saw Whitney being the bartender. Did he not pay for any to come? But the it, like... Okay, so he goes outside and he talks to, I feel like she's the event coordinator lady and he seems to try to flirt with her in a way, but it's just really awkward. And Whitney brings up the rain, but that it's going to go away in the next hour. But then we see that after an hour, the rain actually gets worse, so they have to take the party inside. And Paige asks Craig if Whitney was born in the 60s, and then she asks if this is the year we went to the moon, because Paige doesn't believe that we went to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) and Craig tells her that she clearly doesn't understand thermodynamics I mean Craig do you understand thermodynamics you're the one who took forever to finish law school but everyone's arriving to the party also I love that Paige is turning into a conspiracy theorist because I myself am one 
so Craig is, <laughs> it's so cute. So when they're entering into uh, Patricia's place, it's so rainy. So Craig is sharing the umbrella with him and Paige. And as they're walking in, it's very tight. So he's like grabbing onto Paige and, you know, acting like her bodyguard. I thought this was really cute. And they're just like walking over each other past the rain. I really love Paige's outfit here. But then Whitney, he's being like the temporary bartender. And then Shep comes in and he, he's out there. He's like rubbing on Paige's shoulders and he calls himself Doofel, doofus, whatever. I don't know what he called. Doofel dwarf or whatever it is he said. I don't know. But you could just tell Paige's body language. She's completely avoiding Shep. She's not into it. She wants Shep to leave her alone because Craig had obviously by this time told her what Shep and Taylor had said, which is thinking that Paige is cheating on Craig, which is something Paige doesn't do because Paige stays at home most of the time. Okay. Uh, we see Taylor. She's getting ready. She's finally bringing her roommate that it seems like her roommate is never is only on screen for Taylor to vent about Shep for. But Taylor's Again, venting about Shep again in hopes that something will happen with them again or she'll get back with him. She's glad that they've been good friends throughout the season. And apparently she says she wants stability in a partner. But girl, Shep does not provide stability. You were constantly in an anxious attachment style during your relationship with Shep. You were unhappy. He was cheating on you. He admitted that he doesn't like, you know, pleasure a woman so I don't know I don't know what it is that you are missing because there are many chefs out there but better ones okay it's like girl I don't know but Austin's getting ready with his sister and they discuss Olivia and Austin is apparently hoping that Olivia apologizes to him for for what what did Olivia do to you that makes her have to apologize to you I don't under I don't understand that but we see everyone else arrives and Austin arrives with his sister and Paige says that she loves being the only girl so far. Oh, I don't think Austin had. Oh, no, he did. But it seemed like uh, I don't know what Paige was getting at this. But Taylor comes in and she just acts all fake with Paige and they both tell each other they love their outfits. And Taylor tells Craig that he looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. But I just didn't see it, though. I didn't see this. And she says hi to Shep and tells him that she can tell Bailey's back in town because Shep only trusts one lady to cut his hair. But she kind of made it seem like she felt like there was a like he had a crush on Bailey. But I don't know. Maybe I was overthinking that. And Shep says in his confessional how he basically needs to friend zone Taylor and put some boundaries with her for good. But it feels like Taylor didn't expect that because Taylor coming into the party seems like she wants to get back with Shep. But Shep coming into this party wants to get more distant with Taylor. To Shep, it's like, oh, the season's over. I don't need to have her in my life. Adios. And everyone goes outside for the party, but the rain won't stop. So it just didn't end up working out. Everyone has to kind of stay inside or stay on the patio area where there's a little bit of a roofing. Uh, Leva and Olivia come in, but oh my God, I just don't like Leva's outfit at all. What is she wearing? It looks like she's wearing pants under her skirt, which I know it's like tights but they're very thick white tights I don't know I don't like white tights in general but Taylor walks past them and they're both guys Olivia and Taylor completely done with each other uh Taylor says that she's owned up to everything so she can't do anything anymore and Olivia says that she's glad she doesn't have to now try to play nice with Taylor and she can just get over her and I don't know how they're going to continue the season when Taylor and Olivia won't want to film together one of them has to be fired and I know everyone wants Taylor to be the one fired. I don't know. I just feel like Taylor gets exploited easily. Olivia hides more. She has her cards closer to her chest. They're both e equally as boring. But I feel like Taylor will bring more to the table when it comes to storylines compared to Olivia. But that's how I see it. 
but also wants to talk to Olivia, but Craig tells him not to until they've had a few more drinks. And then we see Madison and her husband show up and they tell everyone that she should be at home in her pajamas right now, which I don't blame her because I hate going out when it rains. Like I'll even be that friend that will cancel the plans the the day. Like if I wake up and it's gloomy, I'm canceling plans. I don't care. It's going to ruin our whole outing. I feel like I would be in a bad mood the entire time I'm out if the sun isn't out. I don't know. I can't explain it. This is why I could never live in states like Washington. Yeah, Washington. I don't know what else. Just any state that's constantly raining. Okay. But we see Rodrigo comes in. Obviously, Rodrigo does his two-second appearance, and then they never show him again. We didn't even see a single scene with Rodrigo, but he comes in with his boyfriend. And I'm just shocked because Rodrigo is the one that's put on on the cast picture, yet he's the one that's least in it. Because JT and Rod are not in the cast picture, yet they had more of a storyline compared to Rodrigo. I really wish we we saw more of Rodrigo's life. He seems more interesting than JT and Rod put together. But we see Madison, she kind of hides from everyone and goes upstairs to Patricia's room to check on her. She makes her husband bring a bottle of champagne upstairs. And Patricia's surprised that Madison's boobs are contained for once since her boob job. Apparently, Madison keeps, I guess, wearing more revealing tops. But Madison just talks about being ready to have a baby and how she wants to have a daughter because a daughter will actually take care of her. And I, guys, I love that she said this. Like, for once... Parents want to have a girl. I feel like a lot of parents just want to have a bunch of boys because they assume that boys are easier. But girls are the ones that are nurturing. They're the ones that will take care of their parents at the end of the day. They'll, If they need them to get bathed, to go out, to buy them clothes, to do all that, your daughter's going to do that for you. Not your son. Your daughter. Just saying. Obviously, there are some boys who will. There are so many good men out there. I'm just saying, like, as women, we are the caregiver, caregivers. We are the nurturers. So it's more like in our nature in our dna to do this rather than a man so have more daughters guys um so they joke so madison just jokes and says that because you know patricia starts saying that she wants whitney to have a family and she just wants grandbabies so madison jokes and says that if she has twins she will give patricia one of them and then she says she's gonna go back down and spy on everyone so we're back to the party and jt asks taylor if they can talk and oh my god like, what producer will let JT do this? What? I mean, obviously, to them, it's like, this is going to be good TV because he's about to get rejected. But I, I just want to know, other than Rod, who gave JT the confidence to think that this was going to work out? Because I didn't think I would have never thought. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but basically, this is JT thinking that he can make a moment out of this. Uh, he tells Taylor that every time they hang out, it's constant laughter and joy. And then he says he loves her and would marry Taylor tomorrow. And then we pan to Olivia, Vanita, and Madison. They're laughing together. And Austin goes up to Olivia asking her to talk to him. And then we go back to JT and, and Taylor. And he tells her that it's there for him. But she tells him that she could be a psychopath. And he says that she is one. But he wants to give it a try. And after he says that, we see Shep eyeing them the entire time. He keeps looking back and just giving them some dirty looks. And Taylor goes and says that she wishes she could wake up and JT would be her person. But she's only attracted to bad boys. And Taylor, that's not... If you want longevity in your life, sorry, I got a hair in my mouth. Uh, you cannot keep going for bad boys. If you're looking to be a housewife, if you're looking to settle down, a bad boy's not going to do it. Sorry, when you're ready for marriage, you got to stop going for your type sometimes. Unless you're lucky. You're one of the lucky ones that gets their type. Good for you. Hopefully, I end up being with my type because I would really suck if I don't. But I don't know. But anyways, so... We see basically, uh, where was I? Yeah, so Shep goes up to them as they're speaking, which is weird timing. He comes right as Taylor rejected JT. 
And he goes, Taylor, why haven't you complimented my jacket yet? But then tells Taylor to go talk to him, which Taylor actually seems very excited and giddy to do this. Um, and okay, so I just want to point out that JT is that type of guy who will constantly call himself the good guy. But the second he gets rejected by a girl he likes, he will call her ugly, call her a whore or expose her secrets or something or try to make her look bad. So this is when I feel like JT is going to be flipping on Taylor. And I mean, we end up seeing it during his fight with Austin. So but we pan back to Austin and Olivia and they're talking and Austin just tells Olivia that things seem one way when they talk alone, basically when cameras are not around. And then when they talk in public, Olivia is a completely different way. And Olivia does end up acknowledging that it isn't consistent, but that nothing is genuine from him, which is why she's constantly in this up and down with him or carousel as Austin claimed a few episodes ago. And she says that she wants he wants to be there for Olivia, but he clearly doesn't like Austin the thing that I think Austin isn't realizing what drives people crazy is the words that come out of his mouth are not matching anything that he does so what does he expect to happen because I don't like Austin you don't mean anything okay but Olivia tells Austin that he needs to have a conversation with himself before he keeps having conversations with people because she feels like he doesn't even know what he wants and we pan back to Shep and Taylor and he tells Taylor that he wants to be kind and to be friends. And Taylor says that her hopes was for something more. <laughs> and then Shep asks, why? Do you want to get back together? And Taylor responds with, possibly. You idiot. You idiot. This man is literally in, in the midst of friend zoning you and you are here trying to get back together with him. You really thought by the end of the season Shep would fall in love with you again? If Shep was in love with you, you would know. Okay, he's not, he's done. He's moved on at this point. I feel like there's either someone else or he's just ready to go back to his hookup ways. But we go back to Austin and Olivia and Austin tells Olivia that he thought she would apologize to him, guys. He thought she would apologize to him. What What does Olivia have to apologize for? What did Olivia do? Who cares if she's being up and down with you? Her brother just died. You're playing with her. Her best friend just went for her, her ex-man. She's all over the place with her emotions. You cannot judge her for how she's acting right now. Give her at least a year to to figure out and process everything. She hasn't processed anything. So yeah, she has every right to act the way that she is, Austin. Sorry. But Austin tells Olivia that there's a major disconnect and she agrees with him and then she just walks away. At that point, Olivia was like, okay, this is my cue to leave because he's never going to get it. He's not going to see it. And he's, he's going to keep playing the victim, which I really hope Austin gets the wrath of all of them this reunion. But we're back to Taylor and Shep and she tells Shep that she's a hopeless romantic and the happiness with Shep outweighs the bad. But like how? Shep literally tells her that us, you and I, is over and there's no repairing it. I mean, Taylor, you literally exploited how Shep treats his mom last season, how many girls he sleeps with, the girls he slept with when he goes to like those UT Austin and Alabama games. Why would he want to get back with you? To him, it's like, well, now if I do one more misstep, if we get back together, she's going to exploit me for even more things. Why would he do that to himself? No one wants to do that to themselves. But... Uh, she basically then ends up saying that she was like, okay, well, what if I want to date Austin? Okay, so you're doing it again. You're just saying things to piss him off. You're not even meaning what you say. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Because when you don't, at this point, it makes nobody want to trust you. It makes people think that at the you're just, you're being immature. This is a sign of immaturity. And Shep just looks at her and goes, I'll shake my head and say, wowza. And Taylor wants him to say that it'll bother him, but Shep isn't giving her that. So he tells her that if you go, if you truly like each other, I won't stand in your way with Austin. And that's clearly not the response that Taylor wanted from him. So then we go and we see JT and Rod talking, and JT says that he told Taylor how he feels, but she didn't feel the same way. 
And Shep tells Taylor, uh, Shep and Taylor are holding hands as they finish their conversation and say that they're going to coexist and be supportive, but he wants to still message her. And, but if messaging her will get her confused, he won't do it. And she tells her that it's going to mess with her head. So she needs to be selfish in this moment and not let Shep talk to her anymore. So, okay, Taylor, I'm so glad you put one leg in front of the other. You're really strong here. And, you know, you started very weak, but I'm glad you stood your ground and you didn't sit there just groveling and begging to get back with him because that would have been worse. But, you know, she walks away and she goes to the bathroom and cries. And Shep just says he doesn't want to upset her. But Shep clearly just doesn't care, honestly. And then, you know, we see 30 minutes later, we see Vanita's leaving. She trips on the steps while she's walking down with her boyfriend. Olivia's drinking straight tequila with no ice. And Paige tells her that this is a serial killer's way. Um, Austin's telling Craig that he's done with Olivia. And Craig just says, okay. Like, Craig seems fed up with all these fights. He doesn't care at this point. I was kind of surprised that Craig and Madison did, didn't get much screen time. But Craig especially. But I guess it's because Craig wasn't really into any issues here. So he didn't need to be. But Austin threw Taylor and Eric kiss, and this is when we see JT gets riled up. So JT goes and cheers to Shep, and Shep is excited because he's like, finally, someone is cheersing to me. And Austin tells JT, well, Austin comes up to JT as he's sitting on the chair, and he goes, I did tell you to get on a chair next time you talk to me, and you did get on a chair to get on my eye level to talk to me. And JT's just had enough at this point. He was like, I'm going to make the final scene. I'm going to make a moment before we're done shooting. And he goes, you're a little snake and coward. You have been the genesis for the pain here. And he points at his heart. And Austin's holding himself from laughing at JT. And then JT tells Austin he is not trusted around women. And everyone keeps him at arm's length. And Taylor gets involved. She, she's doing the pick me girl thing. Where she's like, stop. No, don't fight. Don't do this. Don't whatever. You know, and JT gets very mad. He goes, what, you're defending Austin now? And JT tells Taylor that he won't forget this, which is like, okay, it looks like JT's going to be turning on Taylor next season. But Austin says in his confessional, now I get it. He's jealous of me. JT is so jealous of me. He wanted Taylor so bad, and I get the girl. JT doesn't. Guys like JT don't get the girl. I mean, he's not wrong there, but like, bro, you don't say that stuff out loud. You're supposed to hide it. And then we see JT tells Austin, you f Shep's girlfriend, my point is this. You're a little boy who cried wolf, and I'm looking at you man-to-man in the face. And then Austin just shoves JT, and this is when production keeps cutting the fight, even though we see that there's a bunch of camera people inside the place. So I don't know why they're cutting up this fight, because it goes from Austin shoving JT and then JT headbutting Austin. But then out of nowhere, Austin's shirt is unbuttoned. Where did that go? How did Austin's shirt get unbuttoned? We missed half of this fight and I want it. They better show it at the reunion because I will be very upset if they don't. But we see Whitney smirking behind the bar a little bit before the fight ends. And then once the fight ends, why is Whitney whispering to Austin like calm down baby? Why is he calling him baby? Is there something we need to know? Or is Whitney just in love with Austin and he felt like once they had that kiss, he he can't handle it anymore? It's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like the vibe. I mean, like, I don't know. Are they? Hmm. Two devils falling in love? Wouldn't be surprised. Two of them are, like, the antithesis of evil people on the show. Whitney for being a producer and allowing someone like Thomas Ravenel to do what he did to Catherine and then Austin for playing every single girl that comes on the show and just lying constantly but Shep says like we end it with Shep saying in the confessional that his relationship with Austin is very frayed right now and Austin deserved what happened to him 
And then we have the reunion. But the only thing that annoyed me a bit is the reunion seemed kind of boring, guys. I don't know. Like, they did a really bad job with the trailer for it. And I hope it's not a letdown. I hope it's just that thing where the trailer seems boring, but then the reunion comes out to be better than what we expected. So crossing my fingers for it. And yeah, I hope it works out. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this recap. Please don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, rate, leave us some feedback. We'll be on YouTube very soon. And I hope you have a great rest of your day and start of your new years. Goodbye, everyone. And we're signing off.